Hi, welcome back to And Also with Kathy and Christine. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) You're morphing into Harry Styles, actually. Oh, is that what you're... Oh, no, I don't. That's weird. That's weird. Anyway. We're back in Forks, obviously, uh, reading chapter 15 of Twilight, and we are officially... Uh, past halfway through the book. So I was telling Christine earlier today that it's, it's weird because uh, the first few times that I've read Twilight, I didn't realize how quickly things were moving along with Edward and Bella. Um, and I think it's because we read it so quickly. Um, she Stephanie Meyer, I'll give her that. She she gets you to like immerse yourself in this world and you're just like, oh my gosh, I need to devour everything um, really quickly. And I think that that's also by design. She's like, if you do it very quickly, you won't notice all of this. She's like, pay no attention to the man behind the... Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. The curtain. Um, but now, since we're actually reading it week by week, it's actually... We're we paying s- a lot of attention. Right. To the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yes. A Am lot I of quoting attention. that right? I, I hate know. the man behind the curtain. Basically <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, uh, I could have just ended it at I hate the man. So... I notice how quickly things are progressing for them, which we'll discuss here in this chapter. So it's not the same day as the meadow uh, scene, but it is the same weekend. Um, and so this is the day after the meadow scene. And so if you guys remember last week, he he stayed at her house. He slept in her bed and she's going to wake up the next day. So now she's waking up the next day. So this is also like in the span of two days. And the meadow, the day of the meadow, um, that Saturday took like, what, four chapters? Ridiculous. A ridiculous amount of chapters. To say nothing, to just be like, here, let me abuse you real quick. Okay, I love it, you know, so. Right, so she wakes up and she sees that Edward is sitting in the corner in her rocking chair. And she jumps up and goes, Edward, you stayed. I rejoice and thoughtlessly threw myself across the room and into his lap. And the instant, in the instant that my thoughts caught up with my actions, I froze. Shocked by my own uncontrolled enthusiasm, I stared up at him, afraid that I had crossed the wrong line. But he laughed. And I'm just like, see, this is what I don't like. This does not add up. Why didn't he eat her? Why he didn't eat her? The moment she, like, leapt into his lap. Because imagine her coming at him at that speed or whatever, right? She, like, the wind is blowing. I, I, it just doesn't add up. Like, this whole thing was it like... It seems like it'll be very tempting. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Oh, Bella. No. Well, no, Christine. Power positive thinking. That's right. He decided he wasn't going to eat her, and boom, he's not going to eat her. Right, of course. What was I thinking? You weren't. Right. At least not positively. So, I have to go. <laughs> he tells her, she goes like, oh, I thought I had I had dreamt it. And he goes to her, you're not that creative. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, okay, hip-hop air horns. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um... And then she's like, oh my gosh, Charlie. He, this is what he says about Charlie. He left an hour ago. After reattaching your battery cables, I might add, I have to admit I was disappointed. Is that really all it would take to stop you if you were determined to go? And I don't know if this is like foreshadowing of what he's going to do. As we discussed, he like messes with her cards to stop her from seeing Jacob. Then So there's one. Then there's two. I'm really uncomfortable with how many men are trying to control this girl from doing what this girl is planning on doing. That's right. two and three. He's the one that was like, "Go out with your with your friends. Go to the dance. What are you doing here with me?" And then he took the battery cables out of her car so she wouldn't go anywhere. <coughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had something in my throat. Just a little tickle. So it's a little tickle. I mean, it's really, it's really absurd. Like it's really absurd. It's just weird. I don't like it. I didn't like that. And I didn't catch it the first time or the first few times I read this. Yeah, I don't think I ever caught that Charlie detached her battery cables to keep her home what that's 
that's, that's wild that's, to yeah. me. That is so wild. Like it's like, what what do you gain? But I, it just doesn't add up. It don't make no sense. And so then he tells her all real smooth and casual. Like he tells her, "You're not usually this confused in the morning." Like is this supposed to be cute? I I don't think it is cute. Um, he said that so casual, like it was no thing. I don't like that. Right. So she goes back to him, and he's, like, still in the rocking chair. He's waiting for her, arms open. And he goes, welcome back, he muttered, taking me into his arms. He rocked me for a while in silence. Now, there's a few things here. It's really weird. So he rocks her in the rocking chair. And when she first, like, sat in his lap when she first got up, he rubbed her back and held his arms open for her. What does this remind you of? A child. A child. A child. Yes. Like it, what you would do with a baby. It reminds me of, of a child. And this infantilization of Bella is not just so wildly inappropriate. It's very weird. We're going to continue to say this thing. Like, it's really weird that Stephanie Meyer has this, like, baby kink. I don't know what the issue is. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> she allegedly has a baby. Okay. She's going to send us a She's She's like, can you please stop? <laughs> She has, um, she's, okay, so then at the very least, there's baby kink in her writing. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't have one, but she felt like she needed to include this. It's just weird. It's weird. He's, like, rocking her in the rocking chair, the rocking chair used for children, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. to get them back to bed. That's what the rocking chairs are are for. Anyway, so it's just this it is continued infantilization of Bella, and it's just she it's like it's it's almost like Bella now has two dads. She went from one to two. No, she went from none to two. This is coming to forks. So then he goes. She's like, she's like, wait a minute, you're dressed in different clothes. And he's like, yeah, I went home and changed. He's like, don't worry, I didn't miss anything. The talking came earlier. And she was like, oh my gosh, what did I say? First of all, he said that all casual like too. Like the talking came earlier. <laughs> And she's like, what did I say? She's like embarrassed. And he goes, he tells her, you said you loved me. And she's like, well, you already knew that. And he's like, yeah, but it was nice to hear it. Okay. And then she goes, I love you, I whispered. And he goes, you are my life now. He answers simply. And this is saccharine. And it is disgusting. I'm sorry. But, you okay, first of all, y'all known each other for a cumulative, like, what, two days? What are you, what are you talking about, love? What is this? What is this? What is this business? Like, I I feel like millennials in general, I feel like there's there's either this idea, well, this idea based in some truth. There's this uh, level of commitment phobia among millennials. And, like, this made me feel so trapped when he was like, you are my life now. No. No, thank you. No, thank you. You a whole vampire, okay? No. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know if that's, that. I was just like, it's too, it's too much. It's too much. I just put barf. It's just it, like. It's just disgusting. Relax. Like, it's cool. It's chill. You don't need to make it weird. <laughs> you need to make it like super intense for no reason. It's just like. Yo, dab me up and that's, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, so, and then he was like, breakfast time. And I'm just like, Edward bites her. <laughs> but then he had, she had the same thing. Like, she, she uh, holds her, her, she clutches her throat. And then she goes, kidding. Um, and he goes, that wasn't funny. He frowned in disgust. And like, yeah, no, that was funny. So then he threw, okay, so he says, 
So they, he gets up, he goes, all right, so it's time for you to have breakfast. He threw me over his stone shoulder gently, but with a swiftness that left me breathless. I protested as he carried me easily down the stairs, but he ignored me. He stabbed me right side up on a chair. Again. He just really said the same thing. I just looked over your book. All you said was why. <laughs> why? Why would you do this? And he's, again, infantilizing her. It's like, it's like, all right, come here. No, you're acting up. I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to sit you in your chair. Sit you in your timeout chair. But what but in the world? She wasn't even acting up. She, no, 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 no. No, I'm saying just that whole idea of carrying a child and sitting them down in the chair. That's a timeout chair thing. Why in the world would you be like, oh, swing her over your shoulder? She was going downstairs to have her breakfast. Like, I, I don't understand. He, he don't know how to act. He really don't. He, he don't. He, he's like, never been in love before. No one's ever been in my life before. Right? True. So he goes... Um, he's, she's like, what's for breakfast? He's like, uh, I don't know. And so she goes, it is really gross. She goes, that's all right. I fend for myself pretty well. Watch me hunt. And I threw up in my mouth. I threw up in my mouth. Is that, I hate, I hate that. Can I tell you, I hate everything about this interaction. Yes. We're going to get to why I hate this interaction so much, but everything about the way that they're interacting right now is beyond irritating. Yes. Watch me hunt as she pours herself a bowl of cereal. It's like, yo, you're not fun. My man. My man. Look at me. You're not funny. How he's in love with her, I don't know. And vice versa, to be clear. Okay, and so then the following thing that happens is just like, like I said, they're moving like they're moving really fast. So this is warp speed, actually. He's, she, she says, so what's up for today? Like, what are we doing today? And this man going to answer her, hmm, what would you say to meeting my family? Meeting my family. I'm sorry. This is this is like a relationship milestone thing, that's not within like the first week of dating. Like you just met her. Yo, to tell I again back to the caginess I was feeling reading this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your family. Your whole family. I gotta worry about impressing however many people. No. I also think though it's a little bit different in a small town like Forks though. So. Like, you got to think that here in New York, if somebody goes like, oh, you know, let me and my family. Is it a little more intentional? Yeah, you have, to, you have to go out of your way to meet somebody's family. Whereas in a small town, it's like his father already treated her at the hospital. She goes to school with his siblings. Like, it's just like they know each other uh, peripherally, if you will. <laughs> right. It's kind of like, I mean, and that's not to say that I think that he, she should be meeting them as his, his girlfriend, right? Like, right now. But it's also kind of like it's not that far stretch, right? Like it's not like it's not like he's bringing this brand new person into their lives and vice versa. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like I get yeah, but at the same time, it's like he could have been like, all right, let's have breakfast with my family, or let's like I don't know. I'm just like this whole like the meet the family thing is very. It's like I said, it's a relationship milestone, and it's yeah. too early for it. Yeah, it's too early. I don't. Yes. Okay. But also as teenagers technically teenager vampire <laughs> no I know I know I know I know but I just mean like technically as teenagers I guess I guess your family would want to know who you're dating even if it's just starting out as like a safety thing hmm I feel like it's a fair point I guess teen- teenagers when they go on a date like their their parents are like I want to you know ask ask the yeah I want to know who they who they are yeah yeah um, so like in that sense I guess that so makes like, that, that makes a little sense in that sense then maybe like it's still 
I mean, within the context of everything else where he's like, you are my life now, that's where it's kind of like, all right, calm down. But if these were two, like, just regular teenagers, yeah, this would make a little bit of sense to me, I think, especially because it's a small town, so they know her already. So him, so him being like, if they were regular teenagers, hey, come be my mom, like, officially as my girlfriend. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because they spent that really intense day previously, and so it all feels really, really fast. And so, like, but then also, I feel like Stephanie Meyer doesn't have a sense of time. I'm um, to be clear, I hate it. Just I right, want to no, 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 yeah, no, that, okay. that, that comes across. Good. I, I, she doesn't have a sense of time. Like, what's an appropriate time for things to be happening? She does. She doesn't. <laughs> she, I, at least I don't think she does. That being said, they they're throwing around love a lot. Um, and I feel like I feel like I may have said this before. Um, I think you guys have trauma bonded. Love? I don't know. I don't... Mm, do you know what I mean? No. Explain. Um, so I don't think... I. So the thing is, they're throwing on this like whole thing of like, no, I am in love with you, I love you, whatever. And it's like, I think that they've experienced a lot in a very short period of time. And so that all feels very like compressed together. And it could feel possibly like this is what love is supposed to feel like. But I just feel like you guys have bonded through the trauma that you've experienced and actually subjected each other to. Right, but, yes, but also I think that just because they've trauma bonded... Doesn't mean they're, they're not in love. The two don't, neg- like, they don't negate each other. They have mm. trauma bonded, that's for sure. And that's what's, like, built in this kind of, like, I'm for you, you're for me. But they could be in love, too. Like, you can you can have trauma bonded and be in love. Where, where it like, um, to- like in Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah, you're talking, wait, are you talking about the kids or are you talking about um, no, Hopper talking, and... No, I'm talking about the, the the sister and the brother. Not the sister and the brother. Whoa. <laughs> Nancy and Will's brother. Right, right, exactly. They're in love and they, they have trauma bonded. So, like, I think that you could and it can lead to love. I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. However, I do think that they have, they're in the name of love for each other, they have traumatized each other. They've yes. They've... And that's where I'm like, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. And so then he goes, oh, they already know. He goes, do they know that I know about them? He goes, oh, they already know everything. They'd taken bets yesterday, you know, on whether I'd bring you back. Though, Why anyone would bet against Alice, I can't imagine. At any rate, we don't have any secrets in the family. It's not really feasible with, well, with my mind reading Alice seeing the future and all that. And so this sounds horrible. It sounds very horrible to just be in a situation where you have, like, no privacy among even your family at the same time though it does sound a little bit cool like not having to like act mm-hmm. you know what i mean so there's like i have mixed feelings about it because i'm like mm, maybe not but also uh, maybe maybe yeah i mean i i hate it uh but um <laughs> but i can see the, the the appeal um also i think it's messed up that they took bets <laughs> just no yeah and he said it all <laughs> casual yeah yeah he'd be doing that for sure and, and, and here, here I hate this about this interaction. So here's what I hate about all this. She goes, and Jasper making you feel all warm and fuzzy about spilling your guts. Don't forget that. And he said, you paid attention. He smiled approvingly. She said, I've been known to do that every now and then. <laughs> this is some stale flirting sandwiched in between very intense declarations of love and like jokes about killing her. And like, I hate the jokes about killing her, but okay. But how are you so intense in one moment, right? I love you so much. You are my life. And then the next moment, you have these 
detailed conversations, right? Yeah. That you would have with a stranger that you don't know. Mm-hmm. How are these two things happening? Right. Because if you're still in love and you're still like, I'll give my life for you, you're it for me, why are you still talking to each other as if you're strangers? Yeah. And like the truth is that you are still strangers, right? Like, and, and, and you know what? And actually, you know why I take that back? Because with the amount of 20 questions that these two have played, I don't think that they're still strangers. Like, I, it's just it's just weird. It's just like, it's mechanical. It's almost like Stephanie Meyer was like, and this is how you flirt. And read a Cosmo article from 1985 about how you flirt to decide how her protagonist and her love interest were going to flirt after having made sweeping declarations of love to one another. Like, I don't understand this. Like, do they even know each It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah. And I just, it's one of those things that, like, it doesn't ha- have any impact on the story, but I think storytelling is actually, the telling of the actual stories is actually important. Um, and, like, how you manage that is important, and she just does a terrible job in doing that. Yeah, she's like, she just throws things, throws uh, events together, and then calls it a story. Right, right. Stephanie, it's just a series of events. It's like, it needs to be tied together by more than just some half-committed flirting that, that 12-year-olds could, could do. 12-year-olds could do better. Definitely <laughs> could do better. And so then he's, like, standing in her kitchen. She says, he stood in the middle of the kitchen, the statue of Adonis again, staring abstractedly out the back windows. I'm abstractedly. Abstractedly. That is an, a spe- Stephanie Meyer special. But more than that, more than a Stephanie Meyer special, bro. What? How contrived. But also, what do you mean? Well, abstractedly means kind of like, so I looked it up, right? Of course. So it means basically being removed from their surroundings. So kind of like... Not belonging there. See, this is... Absent-mindedly, almost. This is that... Stay absent-mindedly. This is what I don't like, Stephanie. This right here is what I don't like. Just this. People don't talk like that. Right. People don't talk like that, and you don't write like that. You're writing... Don't don't think like that. Your writing is the writing... Is writing of, like, a 12-year-old. No shades of (laughs) 12-year-olds. You're not walking around saying abstractedly and using it... You know what I believe? I don't believe she used abstractedly in, in the way that it, that you just read. I believe she meant distractedly and wrote abstractedly. I believe that before I believe that she, she meant it in the way that you read. And nobody caught it. None of her editors, nobody caught it. That's what I believe. Because I don't understand how you would think that that's an appropriate way to describe how he was staring out the window. No. It's, yeah. No. Are you new here? That's not how people talk. That, that's not Furthermore, how- it ain't how you talk. It ain't. It is not how you talk. Is not how this protagonist has expressed herself at any point. She's not using antiquated, like, who, who, okay, who uses the phrase abstractedly? This man. Who? Nobody. Oh, this one. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It is irritating. That's it is it. irritating. Um, and so then he goes to her, he's like, are you going to introduce me to your father? And she's like, um, he already knows you, you, who you are. And he's like, no, no, as your boyfriend. And she's like, uh, why? He goes, isn't that customary? And I hate that because you know it is. Let's not, what, why are you acting like you don't know how boyfriend and girlfriends act just because you've never had a girlfriend, supposedly. <laughs> I don't believe you, Eddie. I don't believe you. Whatever. How, why are you going to sit there and be like, isn't that customary to introduce your, your boyfriend or girlfriend? Your beau? Your significant other, your beau, your boo, your ba- Okay. All right. <laughs> to your father, isn't that customary? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't like that. She goes... Uh, she was like, do I want to introduce him as my boyfriend to Charlie? And then he I, goes, 
It's a loose interpretation of the word boy, I'll admit. Yo. <laughs> but also, this whole this whole thing has very much, like, are you finna clean me vibe? Post me on your Instagram. Right. Um, vibes. And she's right. very much unconvinced about whether she wants to do that or not. Correct. But also, she says to him, I don't know what this means. I was under the impression that you were something more, actually. I confess, looking at the table. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> what husband, girl? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like soulmate? Like what? What do you? What do you say? Imagine Charlie. I, I mean, Dad. Th- th- have you met Edward Cullen? My soulmate. <laughs> I, I hate. I hate her. I hate this. And meet Edward Cullen. He's my soulmate. He's my little boo thing. Okay, no, no. <laughs> um. So on the next page. And so he goes, yeah, I don't want Chief Swan getting a restraining order put on me. <laughs> a police officer abusing resources available to them because of their profession. <laughs> this I also joke is think, so funny. I also think that this whole thing is, again, stale. Very stale. And, like, I don't get it. Very stale. They're very stale. That's, I mean, you know... He walked slowly around the table and, pausing a few feet away, he reached out to touch his fingertips to my cheek. Why? How long? No. How long is this man's arm? No. (laughs) I just imagine he's like this. It's like, okay, why would you do it that way? But how long? No, stop, stop, stop. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Well, how long is his arm? Fine. But aside from how long is his arm, why he gonna do it like that? He's just standing in front of him and be like, stretching across the big stretch (laughs) so he can touch our face. Just... I don't it, it don't make sense. I don't know. It don't make sense. <laughs> How long is this <laughs> Okay. So she he goes, Are you finished? She I jumped up, yes, get dressed, I'll wait here. He be ordering her around. Alright, whatever. It was hard to decide what to wear. I doubted there were any etiquette books detailing how to dress when your vampire sweetheart takes you home to meet his vampire family. It was a relief to think the word to myself. I know I knew I shied away from it in- intentionally. I ended up in my only skirt, long, khaki-colored, still casual. I put on the dark blue blouse he'd once complimented. A quick glance in the mirror told me my hair was entirely impossible, so I pulled it back into ponytail. Okay, I bounced down the stairs. I'm decent. A khaki shirt, a khaki skirt, a blue shirt, a blue blouse, a blue blouse. Sorry, a khaki shirt and a blue blouse. She got youth group camp vibes, for real, to to the max. Okay, she comes downstairs and he goes wrong again. He murmured in my ear, "You are utterly indecent. No one should look so tempting. It's not fair." And she goes, "Tempting? How?" I asked. "I can change. Yes. Let me get out of this khaki skirt real quick. If it's too much for you, Edward." A long khaki skirt. A long khaki skirt. And a blue blouse. And a blue blouse. We're not even talking about like a, a blue cami. What? What? It's Mormon chic. It's not even Mormon chic. It's not even Mormon chic. It's, it's Mormon geek. <laughs> I. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but. It's just, is this what the Jezebels wear in the Mormon, like, oh my god, oh my god, yes, yes, (gasps) that temptress Bella Swan. Did you see her? She wore a skirt and a shirt, two pieces, two pieces? Oh my god. (laughs) 
Did her mother not teach her to wear a dress? Her mother... Okay. Dresses are for women, okay? Okay. Okay. Why is she not wearing a muted color? Does she not know the color brown? <laughs> Actually, brown is her favorite color on some days. <laughs> Which, that, that also, she's like, I, I, I couldn't decide what to wear. How are you feeling? Aren't you... Don't you dress according to your feelings? Bella? I just, I feel like this is not... It, the it's not... It, and it's also that, not tempting. Like, what the hell? She could have... Edward. She could have... Edward. Uh, <laughs> Edward. Seriously. No. Now you, this is how you know Edward's a virgin, for real. Like, all that... Right, right. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like, is he really a virgin? virgin? Is he really a virgin? And he's like... He saw ankle. He was like, hey, Peter, <laughs> <laughs> He was like, hold up one second. He's like, but I'm not taking you to meet my parents with your ankles showing. Go change. And she's like, huh, why'd you go home and take? Go put those sweats on and that ratty t-shirt that I like so much. <laughs> then we'll go meet my parents. Yeah. I'm not bringing a harlot home. Except okay. then he kisses her, right? And she's like, he's carefully kissing her. He opens his mouth. Don't she drop? Don't she faint? Okay, Christine, what kind of response is that? She gonna faint and she goes, you made me faint girl what, what is wrong with you first she jumps him the the, the previous day yeah when I, he tries to kiss her I feel like and now he faints now yeah, she faints yeah yeah this has very much like you know the the drama that the volturi had this had very much volturi drama kind of like energy i feel like arrow would do that arrow would be like you made me faint and then like laugh like a maniac um yeah i after i would kiss him yeah. Well, yeah. No, yeah. Arrow definitely had Arrow a definitely heart wanted, heart. Wanted, wanted a piece of Edward. A very particular piece of Edward. Anyway. <laughs> please stop. Please. Please stop it. None of my characters did that. <laughs> no. Okay. 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 okay, sure. Okay. All right. And then he goes, she goes, he said, uh, so much for being good at everything. And she goes, that's the problem. I was, says, I was still dizzy. You're too good. Far, far too good. Um, And he goes, I'm very partial to to that color with your skin. I hate the way he says that. I hate the way he says that. That's so funny. I had no reaction. I'm to very that partial at all. to that color with your skin. I it sounds so, it sounds so like, it got sugar daddy vibes that sentence. Like I mean, he is a sugar daddy. No, yeah, but you don't gotta talk about it. He is a sugar daddy, but like low key not though because he's not giving her any money. Cause she don't know how to. She don't care about any. Right, right, exactly. That oh part. my god. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, and so then, I'm very partial to that color. He's good to Then she goes, look, I'm trying really hard not to think about what I'm about to do. So can we go already? And I feel like she, it was kind of an honest moment, right? Mm -hmm. And he had an opportunity to be a decent guy and not take her to meet his family once she said that she's trying not to think about what she's about to do. And he doesn't. He doesn't. He goes, and you're worried not because you're headed to a meet a house full of vampires, but because you think those vampires won't approve of you, correct? She goes, that's right. And he goes, you're incredible. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely trash on his part. But this whole, and you're worried not because you're heading to meet of household vampires, but because you think they want to prove you. Um, that is very much type three, anagram type three vibes. <laughs> like going to a, a place where you are going to be in danger and just being like, do you think they'll like me? That is very relatable. Like, sir, are they going to kill me? <laughs> I need to wear the, the the outfit that will prevent them from doing such a thing. Well, khakis and that shirt ain't it. 
I guess I'm not going anywhere. Let me get my sweatshirt on. Um, I guess I mean it's 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 funny that that you that you noticed that uh, no one has expressed type six vibes yet. No, no one. Nobody cares. Nobody. No one. Maybe Mike a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Rosalie Loki. Yeah. Being like, yo, this really affects all of us. Yeah. You gotta think things through. Right. Yeah. 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 But she's too. She's too confrontational. Oh, she's she might be a counterphobic six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. We're gonna we're gonna type these characters, yo. Anyway. Okay. So <laughs> So they're driving over to, you know, the, the Cullen uh, house. Also, I forgot. This this chapter is called the Cullens. It should be called the Cullen Hales. Correct. So she goes, they're driving and so they she 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 realizes she doesn't know where she where he lives. So in other words, she doesn't know where he's taking her. Um We're not doing this, Kathy. Anyway, alright, we're not. Alright, fine. He is not he's, Kidnapping is the least. I know. Of the risks I know. I'm just her. Christine. Can I just express? Yes. That I am not comfortable with the fact that she does not know where she is going. Yes. I can. Yeah. Thank you. So she says, "I was trying to decide whether to ask or be patient." When he turned abruptly onto an unpaved road, it was unmarked, barely visible among the ferns. And this is more of the same with them. He keeps going down this road. There's nobody around. They're they're however many miles away from people. And she's perfectly fine with it because, you know. Uh, and then she goes, and then after a few miles, there were some, there was something out of the woods and we were suddenly in a small meadow. Or was it actually a lawn? And I'm just like, you know what that mean? <laughs> Edward be saying he know a place but take you to a meadow? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like they, he says that they try to fit in. So then they become, uh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Hermits? Recluse? Recluse. So they, you know, the whole family is a, is a, is a family recluse. Is Reclusi? Reclusius? Reclusus. Reclusus. I don't know. All I know is that, like, how do you say that you want to fit in and then you live in, like, 50 miles south of the border? I don't understand how this works. The the, the town border, that is. And so then she describes the move, the, the, the house. First is this she, a plantation house? It low-key sounds like it. She she goes, there were four, there were six primordial cedars that shaded an entire acre with their vast sweep of branches, first of all. Bella says she hated trees and such. And, like, I've asked this before. Why Bella knows so much about trees? Right, so she's she a whole arborist. Right, exactly. Thank you. She was like, these cedars, and they're super... I'm just like, uh, ma'am, ma'am. She was about to be, like, used for right. such things as building furniture. Right. <laughs> you know, shading vampire houses. Like, girl, you don't know no amount of trees? Stop it. And so then um, she describes the house, and, like, the movie house is way better. For sure. The movie house is way better. Mainly because it's not a plantation house. Correct. And so then she's like, wow. And he goes, you like it? She's, she's like, it has a certain charm. You got a handkerchief-sized uh, living room. Okay, Bella? For real, relax. Relax. <laughs> but the house is incredibly tacky. <laughs> the house is so tacky. Um, There's just, like, massive. And it's not because of the massive uh, windows. Okay, great. Light coming in. Wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Great. The walls, the high beam ceiling, the wooden floors, and the thick carpets were all varying shades of what? White. How? White? A white room? But varying shades of white? Varying shades of white. Girl. And then you got the vampires. They're also a different shade of white. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. But here's your weekly reminder. Here's your weekly reminder. Right on time. Um, She says, I saw Edward's parents standing by a spectacular grand piano. Um, and she saw Esme for the first time. She assumed it was her because she's the only one that she hadn't seen yet. She goes, she had the same pale, 
beautiful features as the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Weekly reminder, the Cullen, the Cullen Hills are pale. White. White, red, white. Like this room. And tacky like this room. <laughs> and then she goes, she looks like one of the ingenues from the silent movie era. And funny she should say that because it is page 322 and we are first meeting Esme for the first time. Uh, the first time Esme speaks is page 322. So funny you should say silent. Um, and so she goes, they were both dressed casually in light colors that matched the inside of the house. Nobody here got style. Not one single person got style. That's why the, that's why the wolves on the reservation, they never wore any clothes. They're the only ones to style. And so then she meets them, right? She's meeting us. She had already met Carlisle. She's meeting Esme. And so he says, nice. she goes, it's nice to see you again, Dr. Cullen. Please call me Carlisle. She goes, Carlisle. <laughs> and then she meets Esme. She goes, her stone, her cold stone grasp was just what, as I expected. Weird. I hate that she keeps referring back to the, it, it takes me out of it when she keeps referring back to how hard they are. Yeah. Um, and then she goes, it's very nice to know you, she says sincerely. This is why I'm in her talk for the just 23 pages. That's true. You don't. You don't? You don't know her? So she's like, it's very nice to know you. I'm just imagining a very willowy kind like, of... thanks. I'm glad to meet you, too. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm glad to meet you, you too. too. No. <laughs> the way she corrected her, I was like, correct. That's right, Bella. And then she goes, and I was. It was like meeting a fairy tale. Snow white in the flesh. Pale? Esme is still pale. We are just one page over. And Esme is still pale. And her complexion has not changed. And then he goes, where are Alice and Jasper, Edward asks. And I'm just like, can't you hear them? Can't you hear them? What is this inconsistency? Right. Can't you hear their thoughts? Don't you? Can't you? Aren't you supposed to tell us where they're at? And so then she goes, uh, hey, Edward. Uh, Alice comes in. A streak of black hair and what? White skin. Still the same page. Another reminder. She on one in this book, in this chapter, oh. And she goes, and then she bounced forward to kiss my cheek. Very over familiar. Very over familiar. Alice, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that over familiarity. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And she's so like, oh, you do smell nice. Okay. And then she goes, Jasper standing there looking tall and leonine. Okay. I'm sorry. No. No, I'm not replacing that word. Oh, okay. Because there is no reason to describe him as a lion? As a lion. Tall and lion-like? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. What does that mean? He a Lannister. Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> what does that mean? Lion-like? Yeah, that that means nothing. That means nothing. You mean nothing. Um, <laughs> that's it. Moving right along. Um, and then she goes, a feeling of ease spread through me. So he's like using his power on her already. She just showed up. And my man is using his power on her. But this is useful power, you feel me? It's true. Okay. It's true. She was um, she was anxious and he was like, hold on a second, let me look at relax, relax, relax. And he was just like, but it was impossible to feel awkward near him. But at the same time, anxiety is useful, right? Especially around vampires. She knows what it is, though. Okay. She knows what okay. it is. It's not like he's putting her at ease so that they can eat her. She knows what it is and she decided, I'm going to go and do this anyway. So, the, like... I don't see this as like, oh, you know, he's taking advantage. Like, if she, if he were like trying to like get her to chill out enough so that he can like take advantage of her, sure. Okay. But that's fair. He was trying to get her calm. Okay. So she goes. She looks at the piano and she goes. I suddenly remembered my childhood fantasy that I should that should I ever win the lottery, I would buy a grand piano for my mother. What? This was so out of place, so out of nowhere. I don't believe that. Stephanie, <laughs> what are you doing? And then she goes, Esme noticed that she's looking at She goes, oh, do you play? And she goes, no, not at all, but it's so beautiful. Is it yours? She goes, no, Edward didn't tell you he was musical. And she was like, 
no, but I should have known. And she was like, Esme's like, wait, how? And he goes, she goes, Edward can do everything, right? And then Jasper's laughing. That's like, that was cute. They're like, like brother thing. Mm-hmm. And so I hope he hasn't been showing off. It's rude. And he's like, oh, just a little bit. Ha ha ha. Just some, just some banter. And then Esme goes, well, play for her, Esme encouraged. And Esme got really weird. Esme got really weird. This whole play for her. It is how I imagine Esme. Play for her. Oh, my like, God. It is because of what he says later on. It's, it's gross, bro. It's a no for me. You'll see. It's a no for me. It is a no for me on Esme. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then she's like, he starts playing. Uh, I can't believe we defended you all this time, Esme. And this is how you, this this is how you do us. Like. Yeah, exactly. And so then he goes, she says that he he starts playing uh, a tune that's complex and luxuriant. Stephanie, why? Where is this? Oh, luxuriant. So complex, so luxuriant. And then she's like, she's like, um, she's like, you wrote this? And then she's like shaking her head. And he's like, what's wrong? And she goes, I'm feeling extremely insignificant. First of all, very relatable. Yeah. Second of all, relatable, but not because you are insignificant because of him. You are insignificant because the world is a very, very, the universe is a very, very vast place. And you are but one little being in it. But insignificant next to Edward? Girl, get some perspective. Get some perspective. Go take a look. Go Google the Milky Way. No, thank you. <laughs> Bella's like, no, thank you. I don't care about anything other than Edward Cullen. Thanks. Google Thanks, the solar Bella. system, homegirl. Talking about you feel insignificant. I don't care about the Because this man could play a piano. You go sit there and say you feel insignificant. I don't, I don't think it's because he can play a piano. I think it's because he... He could do everything. He because he created this like such a beautiful, luxuriant, uh, <laughs> um, you know, composition or whatever. Like I think that that's why she feels. And she got no talents. No, she's like you are so capable of doing all these things. Like this thing is so beautiful. I don't have anything to offer. Yeah. Okay. And she's right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and so then she's like, I noticed Rosalie's not here. Like, what's up? And he goes. Uh, Ro- he says Rosalie's a little bit jealous. And she's like, Rosalie's jealous of me? He was like, you're human. She wishes that she were too. And so, like, again, this whole thing of, like, Carlisle being a good guy. Meanwhile, Rosalie's here wanting to be human. Right. But, and it's also kind of like, how can she live a life alongside Carlisle? Like, knowing that he created her, he made her into this thing that she doesn't want to be. And he gave her, I don't know, like... Well, he did give her something. The only thing he gave her was the ability to get, to get revenge. revenge. Yeah. Which, I mean, may, may have been worth it. May have been worth it. And did he ask her? I feel like... I don't remember. I feel like he might have asked like her, might actually. Have, yeah. So never mind. I take that back. <laughs> okay. So now... <laughs> I think for now. For, for now. now. Um, and then there's... The the, the heavy uh, mouth-breathing uh, Esme impersonation I was doing is because of this. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. yes. It's because she goes, and Esme and Carla like me. He's like, oh, no, they love you. Uh, they want to see me happy. Actually, Esme wouldn't care if you had a third eye and webbed feet. All this time, she's been worried about me, afraid that there was something missing from my essential makeup, that I was too young when Carlisle changed me. Now, this is where I'm talking about. She's, a stat- she's ecstatic. Every time I touch you, she just about chokes with satisfaction. I... What in the world is... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't understand what Stephanie Meyer is talking about. She can I just tell yo, you? Yo, she got so many different things running through this story. What? When I touch you, she just about chokes with satisfaction. I that is such a I hate the way it's phrased. Not just that. Bella took that in stride. She didn't even question that. She didn't go, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say, Edward. She didn't no. She's just like, well, Alice seems very enthusiastic. Bre- breezed past that. 
someone should have acknowledged that. So I'm gonna take a minute and acknowledge that it is weird for you to say, my mom, or for all intents and purposes, this person that is my mother figure, every time I touch you, she just about chokes with satisfaction. I, I hate that. And I have so many uh, questions. Like, I don't know how many times I say this. I have so many questions, Stephanie. Why do you choose to do this? And she's just like, it, and it's like, it's normal. Like, it's normal. Why is Esme so invested in his love life the same way Charlie's so invested in her life? I don't listen. It's Stephanie nasty. Mar- Stephanie Meyer read uh, Oedipus and, right. and uh, the Electric Complex. And right. was just like, ah, uh, yes. My characters will have issues. Yes. Yes, thank you. We want to give them all the issues. Yeah. Um. And so then he goes, Um. so she noticed that, that he was telling Carlos, or Carlos was telling him something that he was reading Carlos' mind. And she was like, so what was Carla telling you? And he goes, oh, you caught that? And it's like, you weren't being very discreet. And I hate when they're like, when they, they have times they're like, oh, so you noticed that, huh? And like the person that they noticed that they were doing a thing was not being discreet at all. Um, but then he goes, he tells her, no, there's other vampires. I'm going to be like overbearing, blah, blah, blah. And then she shivers. He goes, finally, a rational response. As long as it's not a cousin. As long as it's not the cousin heels that she feels afraid of. Um, and then I think, so there's also the last few uh pages of this chapter go into Carlisle's backstory his his villain origin story um and the following chapter is also about Carlisle so we're gonna put them all together um the last thing I want to talk about here is that he plays her a melody called Bella's Lullaby in the movie it's called Bella's Lullaby but it's basically her lullaby that he writes for her he goes you know the one you know the one (laughs) you know the one he's she goes he goes you inspired this one and so it's like her lullaby and she's just like so overcome with emotion that she starts to cry. She starts to tear up. All natural responses. All, yeah. She normal. starts to tear up. What is not normal <laughs> is that Edward, when she tries to wipe her eyes, Edward takes, a, he touches the corner of her eye, takes a tear, and then eats it. He licks his finger to taste, to taste her tear. Hmm? What? <laughs> what? What's up? <laughs> what's up, bro? <laughs> This is why Edward's a virgin. Cause every time he was like, every time he wanted to get intimate with somebody, he was like, "Can I um, can I just try one thing?" And they're like, "Sure." sure. And then they did that, and they were like, "Oh my god, I gotta go." And you know what? He's that's a the, tear drinker. That's a disgusting habit, Edward. You need to stop immediately. And so my question about this, I guess, is just: Did Stephanie think that this was romantic? I, you, you know, did do you think she thinks that this is romantic? Or, does she, or is this something that she thinks that he's just kind of eccentric because he's a vampire and, like, this is just a vampire thing? What do you think? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Because I don't think... I don't think it reads as romantic. Well, let me see. What was her response? He lifted his finger, examining the drop of moisture broodingly. Then, so quickly, I couldn't I couldn't be positive. He really did. He put his finger in his mouth to taste it. I looked at him questioningly, and he gazed back for a long moment before he finally smiled. I think it's supposed to be romantic. <sighs> Because there's this, like, intense look that they share. Yeah, and then he's, like, looking at it broodingly, like, I wish I could take your pain away. (sighs) Anyway, it's nasty. It's nasty. It's just strange. I mean, honestly, though, like, is it... He drinks people's blood. Is is him... Because he's a vampire. Is him drinking tears that far stretch? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not... I'm... I'm No, no, no. I know that you're not. not. I know that you're not. I, I know that you're just asking the question, like, is it that big a stretch from blood to tears? And my answer is yes. It will continue to be always be yes. <laughs> because he didn't, this wasn't Edward the vampire drinking her tear. It was Edward, her boyfriend, who was in love with her, drinking her tear. That is the weird 
you know, is nasty. Like, people don't do this. Like, you know, this whole time, he's like, I don't know what people do when they're in relationships. And I'm always like, not this. You, full of, you full of crap, Edward. You full of crap. You you be watching TV. Like, you know what they be doing. And, like, now I'm not so sure that he actually does know. Because they don't do this. Because this, this is not normal. But I, I also feel like maybe he's looking at it as, like, I can't have her blood, right? I can't have her blood because it'll kill her. Maybe I can have some other form of, like, her bodily fluid. A salty tear. But, the, okay, so fine. It's still weird. But then there's also this other thing of, like, I think that what she was trying to do was trying to trying to imply an even more intimate bond that they already have. Yeah. Like she's trying to be like, and they're so in love and so crazy about each other. These two are not Sid and Nancy. No. They're not Sid and Nancy. And you know what? She, I know she tried to base it off of Wuthering Heights because Heathcliff 100% would drink Catherine's tears. Right. And like, and we're not talking about a little tear. And Cat- this, he, Catherine, he would, drink, would, he would he let Catherine cry into this, cry into this jar. I'm about to just exactly. He and Catherine 100%. would sit there and be like, "Go ahead, drink it and watch." And him. watch him. Yep, because they were crazy. <laughs> Catherine and Heathcliff were unwell. <laughs> this ain't them. No, this ain't not. them. That whole thing is no, just weird. I, I just imagine Esme like watching in the corner like. <gasps> All right, we're going to end it there. <laughs> Carlos, like, come on. And she's like, he, he just drank her tear. Why did I even turn you? <sighs> I'm not. I'll deal with you later. <laughs> you think she could cry some more? Drink another one. Drink another, another one. I still see she's still crying. Edward. She's still crying. <laughs> no. It's disgusting. <sighs> He's like, Esme's choking every time I touch you. Let me give her some hydration. Oh my god, seriously? This family's so weird. They're so gross. I'm I can we bring the can we bring uh the can we bring Jacob and his family back, please? That's it for this. It's just nasty. They just get it together. Get it together. <laughs> gather gather yourselves. How you let somebody lick your tear and then you you don't leave like, I would have left immediately. <laughs> exactly. You know, my man would be like, uh I'm you thinking alright, so she's thinking that he's about to like comfort her. He was just like, like mm-hmm. <laughs> Essence of Bella. <laughs> what? She said, you can have my essence in a different way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't understand why you go for the tears. She, and Bella's like, this isn't what I meant when I said, God, let me swallow these. That's not what I meant. Let's try again. Let's, Let's do, do better. better. <laughs> okay, bye. And please tell your mother to stop watching us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Please tell your mother.